How do we make and multiply disciples around the block and around the world? With host Doug Lucas of Team Expansion, Lee Wood of One Body Church, John Hirima of Big Life, Roger Shull of E3 Partners, and special guests from around the world, we'll explore how believers can come together to make more disciples. Welcome to the More Disciples Podcast. Here with another episode of the More Disciples Podcast, I am one of the co-hosts, Roger Shull, along with my fellow host, Doug Lucas. Good day. And both Lee and John Harima are out of the country or just swamped with other ministry-related activities. So we have two uh, guest uh, hosts today, uh, one being Zach Duke. How's it going, everybody? And Neil Karsten. Great to be here. All right. Yeah, and so Neil and Zach have both been on our podcast before, so should be familiar for our listeners. And so excited about our guests today, both coming from Central Asia. We have uh, Peter and Vitale. I, but Doug, why don't you introduce them for us? I believe you've had an interaction with them very yes. recently. Yes, that's right. These are great friends of Lee Wood. As Roger said, Lee is, of course, unavailable today um, out of the country. But uh, Piotr and uh, Vitale come to us from Central Asia. So it's the former uh, block of of countries that, of course, split into like 15 countries after 1992. And they have uh, regular jobs that they work during the day as uh, lay people. Uh, Piotr helps make soil and make it very rich for growing. And Vitale is a person who works uh, basically helping create new businesses. He's in an incubator to birth those businesses. So kind of uh, like a tent maker in both cases. But on the side, they do uh, sort of full-time volunteering to make disciples as well. And we're happy to have them. They, they live in different cities, uh, but they're great uh, friends and teammates. So we're happy to have them here today. And I don't know, Roger, if maybe would you like to just ask them to give their own kind of clean up anything that I missed introductions. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we could have Peter, then Vitale. You could introduce yourself to our listeners, our, our, our podcast viewers. Uh, maybe tell your story of um, just maybe an intro of who you are, but also how you started to get involved with disciple making and church planning movements in your uh, areas. So Peter, why don't you introduce yourself first? Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here with you and to share my story. I'm Peter and I'm from Uzbekistan. I married and I have four kids. Uh, so how I involved uh, in disciple making movement. Uh, so it's a story when you get tired of uh, just every day and every Sunday routine. And I understood and realized that it's not uh, enough for me because uh, God uh, commanded to me just to go and make disciples. And I understood how uh, just church is sitting. So uh, I didn't want to be part of that. I want to be part of growing church. And uh, so that's why I was like part. And now I'm part of disciple making movement. Great. Awesome. Glad to, glad to hear that. Vitale, why don't you introduce yourself as well? Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's, it's, so, it's a huge pleasure for me personally to be on this podcast and share what, what is God doing here in Central Asia. And first of all, it's the more relational than organizational, I would like to say uh, this, this first. And after that, I would like to, to talk more about my family. I have four boys and I have a beautiful wife. And um, yeah, uh, for a long time, I have been involved with 100% uh, in the ministry. And I saw, um, I saw many successful uh, ministries uh, when I was in the deep village uh, among the like hundred percent of the Muslims, and I saw how if you focusing on the relational relationship uh, with the local people, and if you really serving them with your full heart and with your open hands, so it's always bring a fruits to the kingdom of God. And when I saw that it works in the small village among the locals among the Muslim Muslim people. So I came with this vision to the capital of Tajikistan uh, 
to the big city, uh, one of the big city in the Central Asia, uh, to be able uh, to to be able to share with others how they can reach uh, reach out the locals, and we using different different tools for this, uh, like my uh, my regular job, sport, business, uh, and just um, just na- natural. Uh, contacts and connections and uh, in the future i will i will tell more stories how god is really moving us into the uh, local communities super you know vitali and Piotr, uh when i lived in the former soviet union for about seven months in 1991 i uh, remember how it was in this in-between stage between uh, Bolshevik-type persecution and a kind of a modern-day persecution. And we happened to be there during the coup. And so, you know, the, the, the Soviet Union gradually for us became Ukraine and for you then became uh, the countries where you live in Central Asia. Would you just take a moment and tell us in this modern age, is there still an ongoing kind of persecution? We know it's not anymore with wolfhounds and trips to uh, a wilderness up in Siberia, perhaps, is not exporting, but but can you tell us if there is a cost to pay for people to become disciples, and have you experienced that? Maybe, Piotr, can you go first, and then Vitaly afterward? Uh, of course, praise God, uh, many things are uh, changing, and in the last uh, four years, uh, years more than 20 churches, uh, they got registration, uh, because before these four years, uh, in the last 20 years, uh, there was no any church that was registered. But in last four years, uh, more than 20 churches, uh, even more. I don't know even uh, how we counted when it was first church, but now even uh, local uh, nation churches are also registered. And uh, uh, we have to realize and accept that because uh, it's real. Uh, uh, freedom is coming more. But the problem is that um, with the freedom on paper, with the uh, new laws for people, uh, freedom is not coming for people's mind because your relatives, they are not looking for laws. Uh, your neighbors, they are not looking to the, uh, how government do. So they still won't be calling you for their wedding. Uh, when you die, uh, there can be problem uh, where to bury you uh, and all other stuff. For example, husbands, uh, they can even hit their wives. Uh, they can hit their kids because of their coming to Christ. So uh, in Tashkent, it's like more modern uh, capital city. And it's like uh, more about uh, democracy here. But in villages, it's still difficult. And even in Tashkent, even in villages everywhere, for local people coming to Christ, uh, sometimes it means uh, like losing their job, uh, losing uh, opportunity to be educated, uh, losing opportunity to, be, uh, to have help from their parents, like for waiting, like for lifestyle. And uh, some of them, uh, they just have to leave homes and etc. So it's still difficult. It's still difficult. Praise God from government part, it becomes uh, easier and more safe. But from the relatives and neighbors, it's still difficult. Wow. Got you. Vitaly, how about you? Uh, Peter was mentioning mostly the uh, relative, uh, like uh, persecution from the relative sides and from some uh, 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 like... Uh, on the work workplace or job places, but I would like to add more about the persecution from the from the government side for sure. For example, in our republic, my kids till they will not reach 18 18 years old, um, so they are not allowed to participate with me on the Sunday uh, Sunday ministries. So, and for example, while I'm talking to you now. I supposed to inform the local forces to get the permission from them to talk to you and to to make the speech. And I I need to prepare the program. I need to prepare them my speech, and so they will check check all aspects and will uh, then will agree with uh, with me to let me talk to you. Uh, our church, for example, and uh, 
Baptist Church uh, in our country was uh, several times penalted because of just because of the kids uh, of the of the church members entered into the Sunday service uh, ministry time and to to be able to see their parents and there is was guy from the certain services state services who saw this and immediately on the next time on the next day our pastor received the the bill which says that uh, the church should pay almost two thousand US dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Any any like uh, we could not work with any kids. We could not work uh, with any, and we could not uh, produce any any uh, any like printed sure. materials or or recorded materials. So same same with Uzbekistan. Uh, exactly same with Uzbekistan. I just talked about the other side here. Yeah. Wow. Piotr, before we go on, could you <clears throat> clarify for us? You said a phrase, and it sounded like you said, from garment part. Was that from the, did I just not hear well, from the government part? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, now, because of international relationship, and we want to move in business sector in uh, re uh, uh, relations with the different countries, that's why they have to register church. They have to accept different religions. So religions, that's why it's moving little by little. Okay. Okay, so so Peter, you're saying government, maybe the government is maybe lowering the persecution, but still there's the relational family persecution, whereas Vitale is, is describing a lot more government control as well in, in his country, so. Yeah, uh, they, they register church, but they, it's still uh, not allowed to print materials, to do like camps without any, uh, uh, without telling before about about that to government. You have to report many things, but uh, the freedom is coming, but it's coming with very small steps. Yeah, guys, that is so fascinating and, and uh, <clears throat> has its own unique challenges that your guys, countries and cities bring. So with that, I love that Vitaly said that it's relational before it's organizational. So in your unique context, what principles or things that have you have seen work from a disciple-making standpoint in your own unique um, context? What has God been showing you? How have you been seeing breakthrough in disciple-making with all those unique challenges? Yeah, uh, let, me, let me add on that. Uh, first of all, you need to be, uh, to be very, uh, very careful to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let me say this. Uh, we have uh, like uh, 30 kilometers from the capital of, of our country. We have the village with the gypsies. So it's like 500 uh, family, gypsy family lives there. And uh, they are like, you know, they like hang on uh, between the heaven and earth. So they have no, uh, no rights on, on the earth and they still not reach the the heaven, you know. Uh, so they they could not give the the kids to the school. They could not visit the local mosques. They could not uh, go and work in certain workplaces because of uh, people just don't like them. And so it's a kind of different nation uh, for 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 the locals. So and what they do for the living? They do for the living. They gathering old stuff from the people from the population and sell this old stuff and they'll co they collect the metal uh, as well and uh, about uh, about like seven times seven uh, saturdays they was knocking my door at the 7 a.m morning to ask some metal or old stuff to be able to buy it and sell it again so seven seven Saturdays while I'm resting from my regular job, so with my family, so 7 a.m., they're knocking strongly. I have small kids, and can you imagine my frustration? So first Saturday, I went out and I said, what do you want from me? So and they was like, sir, we are sorry, we need some old, old metal or old stuff we would like to buy. I have no, and I closed the door. Hmm. Second Saturday, another group, Again, what do you want? Third Saturday. Again, what do you want? And on the fourth Saturday is the obedient discipleship of the Jesus Christ. 
I was like, God, you, you, you are saying here something to me. And I had, I had conversations with them and I asked I, before I, I repent uh, in front of God saying, sorry, God, for my frustration. And I said, God, what, what do you want to say to me? How should I react on this? And second principle is to be invited into the houses of the local mm. people. So invite yourself, actually. And I asked them, okay, you came to my house. You saw where I live. You saw what I have. You have something from me. And now I want to see where you live and how do you live, actually. And I want to see and come to see you, house and village. And they was like surprised. Nobody never told them uh, like that, react on, on their actions like that. And they were so excited and they started to invite me on the some Muslim holiday and we went there actually and they were so surprised and all all family of the person of peace came out of the house and they started even the kids like four and six years old kids came out and there is no any noise all of them was quietly listening what we were saying to them this is like two two principles and how they they works and Third principle is don't be ashamed to pray for the needs of the people and to ask them what, how they see God revealing himself in their life. And Peter as well has very good examples on, on the principles. Yeah, about prayer, uh, you know, once we decided with our team, we have our team chat. And uh, usually when somebody asks uh, ask us to prayer. For example, God, I have troubles at my work or I have troubles with my health. We just uh, put the like prayer mark, prayer uh, like in a sign, or we just say we are in prayer. And once we decided stop doing that and we said, guys, uh, you have to uh, record voice message with your prayer or you have to type your prayer. Uh, it can be very short, two sentences, even one sentence, but it, it has to be real prayer, not just a, a small sign, not just a small mark that shows uh, that you read the message. So we started to do that in our team chat. Then uh, we started to bring that to our family chats and family groups and church groups. Then I started bringing that uh, to my uh, daily life. For example, people coming and asking, hey, guys, uh, uh, do you have money? They just ask for money uh, because they don't have money or something else, even if they are drunk. I say, okay, but let me pray for you first. I just hug him or her. And if it's uh, they're asking money for medicine, I ask, what, what's your problem? Uh, what's uh, your feeling? And they say, oh, I have a headache or uh, some problems with the lungs or something else. Okay, I just put my hands on that place and I just start praying about that. Or if I just see, uh, if I see the drunk guy or gypsy woman, or any, I just uh, praying for them and I'm telling gospel in my prayer. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for this guy, uh, that, you, uh, uh, that your blood is moving all his sins. And if he believes in you, he goes to heaven. And I'm telling also in my prayer every time about Muqaddas Kitab, about Injil. So it's a Bible in Uzbek just to make sure that that guys, they hear uh, two different, uh, two important things. Jesus Christ, Isomasih, second thing, Muqaddas uh, Kitab in Injil, it's a Bible. And the third thing is salvation because of blood of Jesus Christ. So, and usually nobody, uh, they are against uh, prayer. In hospital, in city, in the bazaar, no problem. Where, wherever you are, you are able to pray and people are not against this. So it's, uh, for us, it's a very useful uh, instrument and it opens uh, hearts. For example, I even uh, last week I came just repair car. And the guy who repaired, we are friends for a long time, like uh, we know each other. And he's coming and I see some troubles uh, with uh, one of his hands, and he's saying, oh, I have troubles. I just, that moment, I just hugged him and put my hand on his hand and started praying. And he said, wow, 
you are praying uh, so your prayer is, is too beautiful. I want to start praying like you do. I, I said, I'm just talk. I just talked to my father. Uh, how you talk to your father? Start, start to talk to God like you talk to your father. So, and people there just starting being involved in that process very, very um, uh, easy, very fast. And even Muslims, they just raise their hands. And when I say in the name uh -huh. of Jesus Christ, they also make Amin. And so it's, they're also accept this. And it's a good first step to build relationship. I would add more, add the, like uh, third principle is to think about your family that it's already the existing church. So your, you, yourself, your kids, your wife. So an act and build the atmosphere like you want to be uh, the real church or like you want to see in the real church. Like be a pastor, be uh, servants in you and pray and ask three three questions like what you concerning about, what is your happiness moment in your life and uh, how we can pray for each other. So in the same exactly questions we asking for example, those uh, gypsies. And last time, when I asked them, uh, how did God reveal himself, uh, like force principle, or it's ask three questions, three simple questions to start the spiritual conversation. So it, like I asked them, how did God reveal himself uh, in your life last time, uh, last, last few weeks or we one week? And the man of peace was raising his voice and saying, oh, God shows himself that the government stopped uh, and didn't allow us begging anymore in the in frame of the city. So they kick off us from the city because of we was begging. So, and he was saying, and I asked a second question, what you thankful for most, mostly in the last few weeks? And he was saying exactly about this thing. I am so thankful to God that he's teaching us how we can work and own some money, not begging them, wow. actually. So this is wow. like you observing and uh, definitely people are thinking about things are happening in their lives on the spiritual way. And so you need just to ask them. You need just to be on the same page with them, on the same track with them, so and help them to see through this the perspective of the kingdom of God. Wow. That's as I'm hearing you guys even just share this, I'm hearing some of the boldness and like you're going out. And um, I think it's interesting. You started by just sharing even some of the government oversight of faith. And yet I'm hearing these testimonies of you guys going out with boldness. I'm curious, like, how, is, is that just such a natural thing for you? And then how is that going, seeing that boldness passed on to the disciples that you guys are making? And so I'm curious, even if there's any stories with that or such along those lines. When you're in the official position in the church, you always fear to lose something. Hmm. And you need to have a balance in your life. Like you need to work with your hands. Yeah. Like Peter was saying, like me, you need to be ready to lose something, even position, even official things. This is first uh, second, it's because of the, it's firstly relationally. So let me say this, as I told, uh, any productions or any, anything, uh, what we produce, like in Christian materials or, or something could be penalty. Yep. But because of, I have business, I have relationship in this business, we be able to bring 1,000 Point five hundred uh, pieces of the great book into our country from the from the other country, like it, it happens recent recently. And this type of things didn't happen the last ten years or fifteen years wow. in our country. Wow. So it's because of you always tracking on the relation relationship with the local people. You don't try to like uh, treat people with money or treat people with the bad behavior. I, I can speak Tajik and 
Peter can speak Uzbek language. So they they almost think that we we are uh, like locals, even we looks uh, different differently. So yeah, and for sure we show the ways, and for sure we uh, we raising up uh, the disciples, and for for most of them, this type of environment is just. It's just natural. So we, if if we would come to United States, we we would we would lose ourselves. So like, you can do whatever you can, but we will we will always look for the <laughs> persecution. You know. <laughs> uh, I I can also add one example, maybe two. Uh, so uh, here, for example. We have like in a street in Tashkent where everybody is walking and having fun. It's called uh, also like in U.S. Broadway. And the people like coming here with the kids, with the, uh, their wives and with the friends. And they are having fun with the different uh, stuff there. So once I said, hey, I have a guitar. I have a big speaker. Uh, why don't I take this and go and... Um, tell something to people. I uh, went there and I, I'm, I'm singing well. Uh, my mother, uh, she's a singer. So I grew up on different songs and uh, they are not like church songs. Uh, they're just simple, uh, plain, uh, uh, not church uh, songs. And uh, they are very popular. Uh, they're in Russian and in Uzbek language. And uh, there is no uh, songs about prison, about alcohol or something else. I just taking the very good meaning uh, songs. And what I decided to do, I just started praying, God, please give me wisdom and uh, right words just to uh, not say openly Jesus, because you are not permitted to say openly Jesus. But let me be able to tell people uh, principles of God's kingdom. Let me uh, somehow change their opinion, somehow change their lives. And for example, I'm singing song about uh, broken love, about the uh, like uh, difficulties in relationship. And then when I stop, people start clapping. Somebody even uh, wants to give me money. I say, no, I don't need that. I'm just not for, for, for that here. And after that, the most important moment is coming. And I'm starting to remember different uh, Bible stories about the uh, broken love, about the difficult relationship, about the wife and husband. And then I'm trying to give people uh, these stories and good points, what they can take from that. And many people, uh, mostly Uzbeks, they are just standing and opening their mouths and wives are telling to their husband, just stay and listen. He's talking about interesting things because I'm talking about uh, what is your relationship to your mother, to your wife? What is your relationship to your kids or to your husband? What is your relationship to government? Do you pray about your government? Do you bless your government? Uh, how uh, uh, are you as a citizen? Are you useful for your country or not? So... This is also way how we do that. Uh, I'm not able to proclaim Jesus openly uh, in public, but, but in public I can share easily with the principles of kingdom of God. And then many people, I write my Instagram there, and then many people start writing me. And of course, with the wisdom, I'm just uh, continuing a relationship with them. And some of them are already heard the gospel from me. Hmm. I would say like fifth, uh, fifth principle or sixth, sixth principle is to be ready to go and be involved in the life of the people. Not just you share the gospel with them, like even uh, you in evangelic, uh, evangelizing project, spreading out brochures and other stuff, but be ready to go and see how people live and be dedicated to their life. Uh, for, for example, um, last time, uh, you know, the difficult situation in the neighbor uh, country, which is happening uh, right now. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're understanding what country I mean. Um, I was uh, like, uh, I was um, 
questioned by God, if if there is will be so many refugees in your country, what are you going to do? How are you going to obey uh, my great commandment in that? So when I started to examine this voice of Holy Spirit, and uh, I was starting uh, starting to see that many uh, many like uh, news start to come that refugees from this country are in this place of our country and in other places and in other places. And so I was absorbing and uh, research and making research on uh, how we can how we can solve them actually. And I started to try to tie as many as possible, as much as possible people uh, around this. And, you know, whenever I tried to tie in, a, to, to make connections with those refugees and with, uh, with some of my, uh, some of my friends uh, on, on the ground believers, uh, the finally information came that the refugees was, ha- have been taken and moved to another part of, of our country. So, and finally, uh, I gather all information, all data that, uh, and it says that all of them was gathered in one place where actually my uh, ex-colleague um, uh, lives and work. And I didn't talk to this, to this colleague maybe, uh, maybe 12 or 10 years. It's actually her, she's an old lady. Uh, we had a great, great projects together when I was working in the in the organization with her. So, but I didn't, I didn't want to call her uh, because of I was like examining that. Are you really again bringing me to to her to start to work because she has very open heart and she's like mother for the for the nation. I would say for the for the refugees, and you know. When I saw that all refugees came in the place where she lives and work, I made decisions. So I will call her. And I pick up my phone and I called her on the Sunday morning. And she picked up the phone and she was saying like, okay, Vitaly, which we, oh, Vitaly, oh my goodness. She was saying like, I was just three days before you called me. I was just shouting out saying to God, God, how can I find this Vitaly again after 10 years? Wow. Three days before she was wow. saying this li- loudly to the God and I'm calling you. So when I saw God behind this plan, so when I run, run on that. And right now the good movement is happening. We're opening sport club for the uh, refugee kids and we op- we helping them, Lord, yes. them with the... Uh, with the, some uh, food emergencies and so so on. That's that sounds really like a great story of, of God, um, you know, really working in your life to be able to serve that community uh, that has come into your country. And I hear you guys talk so much about praying and listening to the Holy Spirit and sharing the gospel and being the church and serving the community. But I know, you know, to get to multiplication requires training other disciples to do that. So how have you guys been able to train others to do exactly what you're talking about? How have you been able to train disciples on gospel sharing and how to pray for others and how to even serve communities and be able to even start finding persons of peace and maybe even starting churches in those communities? How have you trained people to do that? Uh, The simplest thing that I got and I realized that there is just uh, three uh, very simple principles of multiplying discipleship. First is love your God. Second is love your neighbor. And third thing, just teach others to do same things. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I was like uh, sometimes maybe against this because it's too simple. Gospel and church cannot be too simple. But then I realized if you love your God, you are reading Bible, you are praying, you are singing, you are in relationship with your uh, local Christians. If you love your neighbors, uh, you go and you do uh, like help, ministry, uh, different type of aids, and you uh, like uh, don't uh, have any conflicts and etc. Then if you teach others to do these two simple things, uh, very, very fast, uh, the disciples will be multiplying. 
So uh, I'm trying just to not to uh, like to give to people too many different information and it will be too heavy for them. It will be too difficult for them to uh, uh, accept that. I'm just talking about the simple things. Let's learn these simple things because simple things, they multiply faster. Of course, it takes time because uh, when you talk to people who learned to live uh, another life and other principles, it takes time. Uh, but with the unbelievers, it's a little bit faster because they don't have DNA of Christian life, different Christian life. So that's why usually uh, I talk to Christians and non-Christians and I tell, uh, if you want to have like good relationship with God, if you want to be successful, you just need to do three things. Love God, love your neighbor, and uh, uh, teach other people to do same things. Yeah, for sure, we, we teach, uh, we teach um, many of them, <laughs> I would say like this. So and as Peter uh, was mentioning, the first principle is to teach as, um, as possible uh, simple as uh, as much as as possible sim on the simple way so um, uh, like uh, what what we do uh, in our republic uh, we using as well the sport uh, as the tool to reach out on the new communities and new uh, geographical places so and uh, this is first like how to use the sport to be able to enter into the community Second, what we, what we teach people and how to use uh, sport, um, uh, sport clubs uh, to be able to actually raise the disciples on the same way as you uh, do. For example, we have few uh, Taekwondo coaches and they are, uh, they are so, so good in the you know, uh, mission-orientated uh, mission um, and they have mission focus. So they're always thinking on how to reach out the new communities, but not just go and share the booklets with them, but how to actually stay and raise the, through the Taekwondo, uh, raise the disciples so that they can, after them, uh, continue uh, making uh, good, doing Taekwondo and raising uh, the disciples. And uh, for sure, we uh, we using... Uh, we using the, uh, as Peter uh, mentioned, we using the simple uh, simple uh, trainings on the simple discipleship, uh, not not too complicated and not too uh, too uh, with the uh, like uh, academic mindset or academic level of the, of the trainings. Anything to add, Peter, on that? I want to repeat: uh, just to be disciple of Christ anywhere you are, mm. like. Uh, for example, I'm playing football. I'm playing football and somebody hits other guys and he's uh, like carrying his leg. And I'm just going there and I ask, how are you? And he's sitting outside of field and everybody started playing already. And I said, how are you? He said, oh, it's hard. Okay, let me pray about that. I just put my hands and pray. Uh, then in business, uh, for example, people coming, for example, yesterday's situation, uh, we got a, like, uh, money from one client and we gave her uh, another type of uh, goods of our uh, bags and uh, when she's calling and asking oh you know it was a mistake and etc etc I said no problem about that uh, it's okay you don't care about it it's our problem so your relationship with the clients is through the prism of Jesus through the prism of making disciples. Because when you start talking tomorrow to her about Jesus Christ, about do you want to be uh, like disciple of Jesus Christ, she's going to look to you and say, oh, I saw an example or not. Mm -hmm. uh, I have an Instagram. And in my Instagram, I post many things about family, about relationship. And people, uh, women and men, and they start writing me and giving questions about family. Uh, how do you build your relationship with your kids, with your wife, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it's uh, like, uh, it's only principle is to be uh, like natural, like uh, not to be fake, mm -hmm. to be real in your life with Jesus Christ. And I, I would like to add on that. For example, uh, 
after the summer camps, uh, sport summer camps, we have uh, like 30 new believers who came, who just came to Christ uh, recently from the Muslim um, Muslim family. So, and we uh, we planning to have a short uh, short training for them on the short term discipleship principles, how to how they can share. Uh, about uh, Jesus Christ with their communities and with their families. This is first. Second, uh, at my home, I have a home church. And we was like um, four four weeks, we was uh, discovering Bible about the acts of Holy Spirit. So I was realized that the, uh, some local, uh, local believers, they even don't know how Holy Spirit acts, actually, how they can hear Him and how they can obey Him. And so when we make those discoveries, we uh, I saw that the people started move by themselves on the natural way. Some, uh, some ladies, they went to see their relatives because of their aunt was near to die because of the cancer. And, uh, uh, and they, and they, they aunt, came to the Christ and she was sharing with others about her, her faith. Other uh, lady, she had a husband who was um, many years ago visiting the church, but stepped out of the church and uh, she was praying for him and she was sharing with him. And after four weeks, he came and started to, uh, to say his testimony that he saw Jesus in his dreams. Jesus was, uh, was making him feel himself guilty because of all his anger and things things he has and he started to to cry and asking jesus to forgive him and uh when he came he started to say to me i know him for many years and he came and started to say to me hey i was baptized you know i was baptized so he was telling this uh, uh like without without stopping i was baptized and i was like what what this guy is saying? So and when he started to say his story, right well, on the track, and I started to track that we was uh, discovering about the Holy Spirit, and his wife was praying, and we was praying, and Holy Spirit actually started to make a move in him. He was reading oh, yeah. Bible, reading the New Testimony, and in the New Testimony he read that everyone who will be believe and baptized will be saved. And he started to ask how I could be baptized. That's great. And he started to look people around him to be uh, to be able to baptize him. And he find out the one one of the pastor who baptized him finally. So this is this type of like trainings we do on the natural way, uh, yeah. some trainings uh, with the proposes, some mm-hmm. sport training, some yeah. short-term discipleship. It's probably very, very realistic to do the training that way, kind of on the fly in a natural way, because uh, with government restrictions, it would be hard. But I'm curious, um, it it occurs to me, let's suppose that some uh, government person is watching this podcast, you know, uh, you've been very kind, by the way, to help our worker who has come to both of you through Lee's introduction, and you've been very kind to help connect him with yourselves and with other workers so that we can be of assistance to refugees from that land that you mentioned, Vidale, as people come across those borders. And that's, we're very grateful for that, for the way you've helped him. But let's suppose that a government worker is watching this podcast. Uh, as you think like a government worker, does it ever cross your mind that people who, who learn to love God and love others could actually be good for the government instead of hurt them. And if you could just say a word about how it would be helpful from the government's perspective, if people would learn to love God and love others, is that possible? For, for myself, for example, even simple, uh, like uh, simple examples, how I'm useful for my country. I spent uh, 10 years of my life for doing fishing. On professional base, uh, like I was uh, going to sport, uh, like different fishing uh, competitions. I organized many competitions, did the, led the programs on TV about that. I did it for free as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I never took money for that. I talked about different topics. I prayed for many uh, fishermen during this time. 
for example, now if you ask my name and surname here, everybody from uh, fishing community they know knows me, know me. So uh, second thing, now I started doing more soil. And for example, I'm sitting in Facebook and somebody writes, uh, "We need help in our uh, uh, place where the, for example, hospital. Can you please help us uh, with uh, some trees or something else?" Uh, of course, yes, because every autumn. I plant many, like 500 trees, just be because uh, next spring I want to just uh, share this for free. For places where tree are cut, so cool. I want to share that. And I'm teaching other people to do this. And just yesterday I asked about oaks. For example, oaks, uh, can you please bring me these seed seeds of oaks and I want to plant them. And why do you do this? I want to share these uh, small plants next year. And one girl, she's writing me, are you stupid? Why are you doing this? And I said, I'm not just stupid myself. I am stupid with my kids because we are doing that together. <laughs> I'm stupid about these things with some others because uh, I want to be useful, not just in gospel. I, I tell these uh, things every time I preach in church. Guys, we are not sectants. We are not just stupid mind on Jesus. Jesus is not uh, only on our mouth. It has to be in our lifestyle. So we go and we preach with the simple things. Like we share our lunch. Uh, we are not in conflict with our classmates. Uh, we take care about school, even if government don't care, even, even if uh, like uh, students don't care. We do that because, because Jesus with us, because we know him. And uh, many a uh, very important thing is that we are doing ministry not when we are supported. We are doing ministry mm -hmm. not when we have everything to do that. We do ministry with all things we have. For example, today we have like money to share with the one guy and give him money for his lunch. Or today we have money just to go and buy one Bible and uh, give it to somebody. Okay, we do that. Tomorrow we might have like money for printing 10,000 or to bring 5,000 as Vitaly did. Uh, very good. But we are not sitting and waiting for the donors or sponsors or guys who are going to uh, come and help. If you come and help, we are, it's our pleasure. We're going to meet you. We're going to accept that and we will be happy. But uh, we know, I know uh, that uh, every church, Every family, uh, it's supported with God uh, to have like ministry anytime. Uh, and we don't need to sit and wait until uh, help from somewhere will come. So yeah. we just naturally live and help people and minister like that. So that's, that's why I think uh, for government, uh, disciples, real disciples of Jesus Christ will be useful. That's great. Anything to add, Vitaly? Every... Uh, every state or every every uh, government uh, has a principles or has a rules or rules of the behavior for the citizens for this uh, and this is how this is how you can identify is this person the citizen of the of his country or not is he a patriotic or not for example i have no any higher education but I'm the head of the, department, the international department of the big organization in my country. So why it happens, it's because of I'm a patriotic of my country. Great. So it's because of I'm uh, the honest when I'm doing things. One of my responsibility is to, um, is to fundraise a big amount of money for my organization. And when people see what kind of, of principles I use, they always amazed, like they always asking, uh, why are you doing this? Why are you not stealing some money from, from this project or from this agreement? Or wow. and for example, with my with my director, I was sharing, I was saying him, uh, Mr. Director, listen, if our hands will be clear in front of God, he will um, awesome. he will give us more that's awesome. that's awesome so and this is how as the usually worker and as the usually 
even state worker, I am showing that I want a blessing from the above for the, my country. And it's not That's about great. the religion and differences of the, of the religions. It's about my uh, it's about my nature. Integrity. It's about my nature. Integrity. Mm -hmm. So, and when people asking me about faith and religion, I always say to them that religion, it's divide people. Faith, like first commandments, mm -hmm. they unite people yeah, because of people trying, trying to seek the God pleasure, God's pleasure, yeah. uh, not not uh, trying to protect their religion. That's great. So be natural, be natural, be uh, patriotic of your country, use the, the very simple principles in your life, in your regular job, in your regular tasks. And so let people see them and share with them, with the people and, uh, and indicate when God is blessing. For example, uh, my last project brought for our organization one hundred thousand euros for one year budget wow so and i'm sharing with the with my with my directors about this and i'm saying them you see we just need to be kind and we just need to be yes. afraid of god yes that's awesome and that's a really good way to finish out our conversation for this podcast this 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 spot this conversation really did bless my own heart yeah. to learn from you both Vitali and uh, Peter and so thank you so much for that yeah some principles that I remember first off you describing the persecution that's very real in your country and persevering in the face of that and describing you know just being bold and praying for other people being bold and even gospel sharing and loving other people in very tangible ways. And uh, in the midst of that, even like being a church, like starting in your own home, being relational before being organizational, things we talk about all the time on this podcast, and then training other people to do other, yeah, training other people to do the same things. Keep it simple, simple things multiplies what I also heard. So even the simple principles of being church, of uh, short-term discipleship, these sorts of things. I even heard uh, Vitali saying, you know, sports as a great entry strategy to different communities. Uh, I think that's really amazing. So I'm thankful for both of you to be on the podcast. So thank you so much uh, for this conversation. Great. God bless. Yeah, I love you, thank brother. Thank you very much. It's, it's all a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, so good to meet you guys. How are you making more disciples? What problems have you encountered? What successes have you celebrated? What questions do you have? Share your stories with us by visiting moredisciples.com slash contact. If you're looking for next steps on growing your ability to make and multiply disciples, visit moredisciples.com to find resources, tools, and events all designed to help you make more disciples. 